Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we're so delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. We would love to hear from you. So today we're taking your questions and your comments. You can always send us an email to jimandjoy at EWTN.com and check us out on Facebook. So this was the question for today's show. December 12th is the Feast of, of, the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe and the 43rd anniversary of the founding of EWTN. So why is this feast day so impactful for you, the church, and the missionary efforts of EWTN? That is a great question. Yeah. And we're part of that history. Absolutely. You mentioned the Immaculate Conception, a little slip there. Yes. But, but they're so close together. Mm -hmm. And it's, so it's interesting. We think of the season of Advent and the coming of the Lord, his, his second coming. We actually speak about that first and the first coming. But it's also a time of Marian feasts, uh, the Immaculate Conception, Our Lady of Guadalupe. And uh, so we want to hear from you today, especially about Our Lady of Guadalupe and also the founding of EWTN. Why is this so important uh, this, this day? Why did Mother Angelica choose, I'm not sure I know the answer for all that, Our Lady of Guadalupe to begin, to begin the network mm -hmm. on that day? And so I think we may have some photos of Our Lady of Guadalupe that will show periodically. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, we were kind of late in coming to love Our Lady and to really know her over the last several years now we've developed this relationship. Um, and so in particular, she appears, you know, in different places. And so she appears as Our Lady of Guadalupe there right by Mex what is now Mexico City. Um, and that image appears, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on Juan Diego's Tilma, mm -hmm. right? And, and of her, of that encounter with her and this image is displayed before the people, the Aztec people of Mexico in 1531, right? December 12th and mm -hmm. appeared some days before then. And this is, a, this is a place that believed in child sacrifice, that believed in, in sacrificing people mm -hmm. so that the sun versus the moon would prevail. They'd have sunlight and mm -hmm. so on and so many other things. Um, and this, this image, when the Mexican people saw that, the Aztec people saw that, they were able to read that tilma in a very special way, that this was a, a woman of life, and she was representing the one true God, the God of, of life. And it says that nine million mm -hmm. Mexican people, Aztec people, were converted over a seven-year period. I believe it's nine yes. million. It was like 300,000 every day mm -hmm. were coming to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to the one true God, and now becoming a culture of life instead of a culture of death, a culture of hope instead of a culture of despair. How desperately we need that again, and we need to understand Our Lady of Guadalupe more fully mm -hmm. and say, Our Lady, we want to know you under this title and what that means, that you are the, you're the patron of, of the Americas and you're the patron of the unborn because we're not faring much better than the Aztecs were mm -hmm. in the area of abortion, mm -hmm. assisted suicide, youth in Asia. So we're no strangers to this sacrificing of human beings. Lord, bring an awakening, open up our eyes that we would not be a people of despair, but a people of hope. Right, and we need a radical conversion. And even Saturday night, EWTN did the beautiful documentary on Our Lady of Guadalupe, which we got to watch. And then we watched a, another little documentary and so it's, it's two 
empower you, to enliven you, to awaken you, that you would see, like, Lord, convert me as you converted them, the Aztecs then and the Spaniards then. Convert them that I too would have eyes to see and ears to hear of your great love for humanity. So So, share with us about a lady, Guadalupe, what she means to you, the impact just personally in your own life. And then EWTN's founding is, mm -hmm. is now. And so why was it founded at this time? What does it mean for the missionary efforts of EWTN? Write us at jimandjoy at ew10.com, jimandjoy at ew10.com. Plenty more to come. We'll be right back. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, remember that today we're taking your questions and your comments on our shows. You can send us an email to jimandjoy at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. Well, why is the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe so impactful for you, the church, and especially the missionary efforts of EWTN? Founded on that feast day. Founded on that feast day. Well, and so what I wanted to say was, um, I'm a convert to the Catholic Church, and you know, I'm late in uh, learning and loving all about our Blessed Mother, and so, um, but I love her so. And I had um, a, a beautiful EWTNRC.com sells it, so you could go there and find it, but I didn't have anything of our Blessed Mother in my kitchen. And I thought, as a wife and a mother, I probably need some help there. And I need all the help I can get. And so I saw this beautiful, it's like a decoupage wooden plaque, and it's of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And I thought, you know, with my colors that I got going on there, this is going to look really good. And so I put her in the kitchen. And all I could tell you is it made a difference. You know, I think, um, I think it made me a better wife. It made me a better mother a better human being, just having her presence in our kitchen that I would love as she would have me to love and serve all the people who come and that I get to minister to in our household, in our family. And so we should recommend to anyone listening, especially women, do you have an image of Our Lady of any kind in your home Mm -hmm. Um, or possibly in the kitchen, a beautiful image, maybe Our Lady of Guadalupe or another image of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Because again, it's not a sacrament, but it can become a sacramental. And you know what? Through those images, we think of Our Lady and all of a sudden, she's showing up. She's showing up and and the beautiful thing is, as Mother Angelica would always say, we all need holy reminders. You know, the world is coming at us in rapid speed and giving us reminders of everything that is evil and ugly and unholy. We need to set our eyes on things that are everything that is good and true and beautiful. And so Mm -hmm. you can't lose without having, I mean, it just helps. So I just highly recommend it to you. We have with us Father Mark from EWTN with us. And uh, Father, we're sharing about uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, how impactful she is in each of our lives. And then, of course, we know that Mother selected this day, the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe, 
to initiate uh, the, the network. And so we're just kind of thinking today about the feast day and all that Our Lady means to us, especially under that title. And then the missionary efforts of EWTN in relationship to Our Lady of Guadalupe. And was wondering about your thoughts, Father. Yes, hi, Jim and Joy. Um, little horse today, but glad to be with you. Um, you. Yeah, I think it is so significant that yeah, the incorporation of EWTN uh, was, you know, December 12, 1980, went on, went on the air August 15, 1981. Right. But yes, because, you know, John Paul II in 1999, you know, proclaimed her the star of the new, of the first and new evangelization. Okay. And she is the patroness and the evangelizer of the Americas. So both in North America, South America, Central America. And, you know, I think EWTN is all about evangelization. As Mother often said, it's a supplement to the church. It's not the church. It's to evangelize, to call people to faith, to bring them to Jesus Christ, to be part of His church. And so, yeah, I think, you know, Mother just, in my mind, you know, she just wrote that call for the evangelization from Vatican II. I mean, it goes back to the first proclamation of the gospel, but... You know, it's emphasized in Vatican II, this, you know, the, to proclaim the gospel, you know, in a, this, new, this new way that people could hear and understand. And she was completely a part of that and just had that spirit. So I think it's very fitting. Yeah. Father, that's a great insight, star of the new evangelization. And, and I must admit, I wasn't thinking of that, that title, but that makes so much sense in terms of EWTN and what uh, Mother was desirous to establish at that time. And of course, we all have a part in that, not just the staff of EWTN, but everybody who claims to be a Catholic to do the work of the new evangelization and to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ to all nations, but in particular to those nations and people who've been touched by the gospel, maybe even baptized in the Catholic Church or confirmed and have for whatever reason wandered away or chosen to go away and to give another opportunity mm -hmm. to proclaim Christ and say, take another look at Jesus Christ. Take another yeah. look at the Catholic Church. Yeah, John Paul II described that new evangelization as you having a new ardor, you know, new methods. And EWTN was right there with television, you know, to become this global network. And uh, so it's kind of fitting, you know, it came from America. America is so big at generating media and stuff. And uh, so he rose up people in our American culture, right, to really be part of that, especially, uh, but really globally, the whole church has a responsibility for it. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, she started with 12 nuns uh, with a lot of faith and not much uh, worldly security, but with great trust. Yeah, and in terms of media, not knowing a heck of a lot. And, you know, one of her slogans was, you know, uh, we don't know quite what we're doing, but we're getting better at it. You know? <laughs> and, and, in that, and in that humility um, and saying, Lord, be made strong in, in our weaknesses. We, we have your heart in terms of this vision, uh, but how does it get implemented? And we should never despise small beginnings, little beginnings like what was taking place there in, in Nazareth and in Bethlehem. Just a little, little beginning, and God could do great things with what we offer to him. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your reflection. God bless you and good health to you. And thank you for making the time to be with the family today. Thank you.
Thank you. Great to be with you. Thank you. Well, you know, and when you think of Mother Angelica, how they incorporated on this day, then they launched in August of 1981. But look how the technology has exploded, right? I mean, it was, the medium was just television, right? It was television. Then if she, did she have any idea of how computers and a, a podcast and yeah. smartphones and I mean, look where we are in this time and place. And, and EWTN is right there, lock and step. And so when we say that EWTN is everywhere, EWTN is everywhere, but it started small. And look what Our Lady of Guadalupe did in being the mother of the Americas, right? And we always say this in the abortion war that we're in, you know, the whole, as, the, as America goes, so will the whole world. And if we will stop abortion, right? And so we had Roe versus Wade that fell in um, June 24th, that happened. But we're abortions are still happening in the United States, but it's limited and with the great hope, abortion will be unthinkable and abortion will be unwanted. Not children unwanted, but abortion would Amen. be unwanted. Amen. And we hope and pray that that would happen for the whole world. And that's all connected to Our Lady of Guadalupe. And so we have to cry out to her and to ask her to intercede and to fortify and strengthen us as we continue to evangelize and to be light and salt as we are in our little sphere of influence. Do you think, well, I don't have a podcast, I don't have a television show, I don't have this, I don't have that, but what do you have? You have a marriage, you have a family, you have work people, people of your work peers, yeah. people that God has put you in touch with that you can evangelize and be light and salt yep. to because I know this to be true. The whole world is hurting. People are hurting. People are hopeless. People are in great despair. They need someone to speak love and life and truth mm. and hope to them. This is, this is how we have to be. We have to be, our hearts have to be set on fire for God that we could bring peace to someone or to even say, I'm gonna be praying for you. I had, a, I had a checkout, a girl at the checkout at Publix, for whatever reason, she asked me what I did. We got into this conversation and she was in foster care all her life. I mean, she just began to spill her life before me. And all I could say to her, and it's not an original from Joy Pinto, it's from the founder of the Shinakala community. She was not wanted by her mother and I'm trying to understand that God wanted her. And I said to her, it's beautiful that you exist. And God had a plan for her life and she had gone through lots of difficulties and everything. But we, I'm right there at the checkout. I didn't need a theology degree to love her, to speak love and hope and truth to her. That's how we have to be as evangelists. And Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mother Angelica were great holy women to say, this is how you can do this. I'm gonna come up alongside of you and aid you and assist you to do that. We have a comment here, Joy. It says, Mexico experienced a massive conversion to Catholicism and the importance of human life in all stages. A again, that is so true. Nine million people, I believe it was, came over a seven year period. Mm -hmm. And we need to understand that evangelization, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, the salvation that, it, that is in him, that Christ lived, he died, he rose again, he's coming again, that there needs to be a moral transformation. Mm -hmm. Like if you're really converted, then you lift up the sacredness and dignity of every human being from the very moment of conception through natural death. 
O Lord Jesus Christ, through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe, give the Americas an awakening and a revival again. Help us to believe, help our unbelief that in a moment you can, mm. you can convert hundreds of thousands and millions of people. Lord, we look to you. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, thank you so much for your comments on our show today. We always love to hear from you. But before we wrap up today's show, we're going to check in with the Palm Checks with some family time parenting tips. For most Catholic parents, nothing's more important than raising our kids to be faithful, godly adults. Sadly, a study by Cara at Georgetown found that 89% of people who eventually left the church said they'd actually lost their faith between the ages of 10 and 13. The good news is there's a lot you can do to help your kids negotiate those doubts. When your child expresses doubts about God, begin by thanking them for trusting you and telling them you're proud of them. Why? Because doubts are a natural part of mature faith development. In fact, the reason so many kids lose their faith between 10 and 13 is they're transitioning from the story and structure stage of faith that focuses on learning rules and rituals and stories to the relationship and mission stage where kids need to learn how to apply their faith to real life problems. Now this transition comes with lots of questions. Without patient guidance, kids can start to think of faith as just a bunch of rules and rituals and stories that have no real practical bearing on their world. Well, after you've diffused the emotions, start asking questions. Now don't grill them, just explain that you'd like to understand what's going on. In particular, ask if they're having a hard time applying their faith to some challenge they're facing. Nine times out of 10, teens' faith crises are either caused by difficulties with reconciling their faith with real life problems, or being led to believe that their faith is an obstacle to having meaningful relationships and finding their place in the world. Of course, another reason kids have doubts about God is that they have never actually met him. Going to church isn't enough. Make sure that you're praying daily as a family. And when you do, make sure you're not just saying words at God, but actually modeling how to talk to him as the person who knows you best and loves you most. Well, finally, help your kids express their doubts directly to God. Teach them to pray, Lord, I'm having a hard time believing in you. Please show me that you're real. For more ideas on how to help your kids through faith struggles, check out our book, Discovering God Together, The Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids. Greg and Lisa, thank you so much for that wisdom. And may we take that challenge, especially as our children are moving into those teenage years or our grandchildren, um, that we make time simply to, to share with them, to be in relationship with them to share our own faith in the Lord Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and what he means to us, to share why we love the church, to share about the power of the sacraments of the church and what, what the Holy Eucharist, who the Holy Eucharist really is. And then to simply ask them, you know, share with me about your, your love for, for God or how you see God, how you see Jesus. And, 
And maybe you'll be greatly encouraged by what they share, or maybe you'll be awakened to the fact, gee, they don't quite get what's going on with Jesus Christ, or what's happening in the church. And that you take opportunity to share with them and to pray with them because prayer ignites, mm -hmm. especially if they had the sacrament of, of uh, baptism and Holy Eucharist, it, kind of, it quickens the gift of the sacrament. You can't give them the sacrament, it's given by Almighty God through the church, but it quickens it, it enlivens it, and it connects them with the Lord, and so they understand that it's not just rules and regulations, which we need rules and regulations, it's a living relationship with the living God who loves them, who is saying to them that you're my child, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So taking some time just to simply share is so critical. Thank you for being with us today on the founding of EW10 that we shared about, the star of the new evangelization, Our Lady, Our Lady of Guadalupe, her love for the unborn. And as we, we look to Our Lady, she ushers us into the presence of Jesus Christ. With God, all things are possible. With God, everything becomes possible. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief for my family, for my spouse, for the nation, and for the world. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Mother Mary, star of the new evangelization, pray for us. Bless the works of EWTN. And you have a part in sharing the works of EWTN. Even consider becoming a media missionary for EWTN. Join us next time for our show. Uh, conversation with Mamas in Spirit podcast host Lindy Wynn about motherhood, adoption, and raising children living with disabilities. It just fits so much what we mm -hmm. said about Our Lady of Guadalupe. What can I do for the conversion of the world? Be a mother. Because when, when people see a mother, they understand God's love. God's love made manifest in Jesus Christ and through Our Lady. God bless you. God bless all of your loved ones. You be encouraged. You're a part of this family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and with Joy. God, marriage, and the family will prevail. Bye now.